Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. Episode 83 of Live from the 815 Podcast. It's Colton. It's Jake. What's going on, Jake? Not much, Colton. Happy to be here. Yes, you are. Jake, episode 83 has a great uh, show in store for us. Sports is cool and all, but our, I guess you can call it MySpace Top 8, our last segment. Our MySpace Draft. Yeah. Draft sponsored by myspace yeah this this draft is brought to you by myspace we have to end the show maybe my favorite segment we've ever done just 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 prepping for it it is a cartoon starting five basketball team for each of us draft um we're doing this march madness is happening so we're just getting in the spirit uh we've had brackets we talked about the tournament last week but this week uh facing off in a draft for cartoon greatness um jake i'm pumped but first we should we should talk about sports i guess dude i'm kind of pissed we gotta talk about sports i put way more work into getting my my roster ready to draft than i did you know i guess i watched sports all week but i mean that doesn't count i'm prepared for this draft i get i get like butterflies when i'm like really excited and like i get like like twitchy like my shoulders get pumped I didn't feel any of that, like, thinking about sports, but thinking about this draft, Jake, let me tell you. Yeah. It's I, like it's really, the game is really going to happen, and I have to get my roster ready. That's how I feel right now. Well, we do have 20,000-ish people that, that vote on our on our stuff every week. Um, yes. So that is all that matters to me in life. So shout out to them. <laughs> but we will kick it right into the State of the Union. Jake. Any big Bears and Packers news? Um, I guess you can you can maybe think of like one game starting the season off on Thursday night. Thoughts on the Bears and Packers opening the season on Thursday night football? I think it's pretty badass. I mean, they it's showing that this is clearly the best rivalry in football. I mean, the only ones that holds a candle is like Steelers Ravens, but it feels like Steelers Bengals has gotten worse. So Bears Packers great rivalry. Um, I like, I don't know if it counts like this, but hopefully that's getting a Thursday night game out of the way because you hate those during the season. That's what I, you know, because then your team's not rested right and stuff. So hopefully that just for both teams gets a Thursday night headache out of the way. That's true. Um, Like this could not, you can't handpick a better Thursday night week than week one. Oh yeah. It doesn't affect you at all. It just gives you extra rest for week two. Um, I it's, 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 it's in Chicago, right? I I think so. Yeah. God, I need to save money and actually be afford to go to that. I that's gonna be so packed, and the tickets are gonna be so expensive. But I'm so wh- Jake. What do I spend money on? I don't do anything. <laughs> good point. Good point. I grocery shop. You know what? I don't think I've I've talked about this on the podcast yet. I yes. moved to a new apartment, obviously, and I'm next to a Dollar Tree. There's no Dollar yeah. Tree has a ton of groceries. I did not know that. Oh my God, Jake. <laughs> oh. I do 85% of my gro- uh, grocery shopping at the dollar store. 
and I go, you buy like a, a, a few frozen dinners here, some, you, there's like vegetables and fruit and there's like hot dogs and bread and nice. Jake, I'm spending $16 a week on groceries and I'm, I'm eating like a king. All right. I just said hot dogs. I'm eating like a king. Yeah, that is, that's what kings eat. Kings love hot dogs. So I, I don't spend money on much. Um, I'm, I, I need to save money cause I, I've been to one bears game. I've been to one pack. I've been to the same amount of Packers and Bears games. Think about that. <laughs> that is I'm, pretty sad. Um, I just found a recent bucket list that I made in high school. I'm sure you were there to help me write some of it. One Probably. of them was go to a Bears-Packers game. And I think this is the perfect game for me to go to. I I need to save money. I feel like, dude, I'll drop. Like, what do you think nosebleeds are? I don't know. I, I don't even I don't look at football prices, but I hear they're crazy. But I mean, you'll be able to, you'll be able to afford it. Yeah. Because uh, we were speaking of tickets, Cole and I, with huge fan of the show and pretty much character of the show, Brock, and one other person, we're going to get Bucks season tickets. This is quite the story. So you could use the money you were going to use on that. But um, we ended up backing out because they don't let you skip more than. 12 games out of the 41 you get, you cannot sell more than 12, which is just seems ludicrous because we're splitting it between four people. What if you just can't go that night? You know, you, it's hard to go to how many games is that? 29 games. You yeah. have to go to every single one, you know, and if you miss one, well, your money's gone. Can't sell it because you you've already sold your 12. That just I, don't, seems I don't get how, how they that, know. Uh, they track it via like, you know, I don't know. They just track it. If but like, sold, what if you just like, what if someone just Venmo's you money? Oh, if if you, I think I think you could hand transaction it. But that's like just risk, not like you know? StubHub and stuff. Yeah, like us splitting up the tickets would have worked. You know, like we were going to split the tickets between us four. But it, you can't sell it on StubHub or SeatGeek or anything. Well, I think NBA is strictly Ticketmaster. Actually, oh. I know that for a fact. I actually worked in the Bucks ticket department for a little bit. Shout out to them. Well, you can get. Yeah, NBA tickets on like SeatGeek and stuff though. Yeah, but but oh, the yeah. only place that's like guaranteed. So like, if you buy a, a fake ticket for like any other site, obviously like the big sites are. Yeah, we guarantee real tickets. If you hypothetically buy a, a fake seat on StubHub and you get to the window and it's fake, you don't get money back. But if you if you buy it from Ticketmaster and somehow it's fake, um, yeah. the NBA will pay the bucks to give you money back. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's nice, but uh, I mean, what are the odds? How often does that happen? You know. In the full season that I worked there, um, I saw it like three times. Okay, so it happens every now. It's it's dude, and I I had to be one of the guys to tell him, hey man, this is this isn't real. What a shitty shitty thing! Just it was like January, and it was like negative five outside. And I was like, (laughs) did he not have? uh, Was it not Ticketmaster? No, it was like StubHub, and I was like, dude, these are like, I was like, hey, how'd you buy these? And he's like, Craigslist. And I was like, shouldn't do that from now on, like. And then I, I told him I was like Ticketmaster gives you the refund and SeatGeek is a guarantee is a hundred percent guarantee so the website gives you money back. Um, Craigslist is very bad. Don't do that. And <laughs> Why would you buy anything? Like I was like, how much did you did you did you spend on these? And he's like, oh, like a hundred each. And they were like courtside. I was like, you're not <laughs> buying courtside tickets for a hundred dollars, you idiot. Oh man, that guy. Oh, well, that guy kind of deserves what he got. I felt bad, but. Yeah, but, um, yeah, basically I'm what I'm... I'm a little personally offended by the Bucks organization right now because of the way they handled our season tickets. And I'm not. I'm not. Uh, shout Brock, to the Bucks. Yeah, well, Brock and I were, like, really hyped up for these season tickets. Like, we've been talking about it for months. 
And we're, I was very excited. I was going to get 15 or Brock was going to get like 16. I was going to get like 12 or something. And, you know, I was pumped. And now I'm just full of disappointment. That's all I can say. Shoot. I still love the Bucks so much. They, a huge, huge win tonight in the MVP matchup, uh, Harden versus Giannis. Uh, Harden struggled. We played great defense. Really, it was a Bledsoe game. Bledsoe won us the game, which is always nice to see. Middleton tried his best to make us lose. He but, sure did. Uh, he tried really no matter hard. how many how many shots he missed, we still won by like fifteen. So that's a nice feeling. Yeah, uh, that's that's a huge cover. I think we we're we we're minus three on the on the uh, spread, and that's that's a good win. We which dude these injuries they they aren't huge because I think we do have our our big three. You could say Brogdon is huge though. Brogdon, I think Brogdon is our. I should the big it's big four because Brogdon is just as good as Middleton and you know uh Bledsoe. He's so good. He's dude, yeah, he's really good. It's but I think he can come back in the second round, best case scenario, and like he'll be fine. Because he's just a consummate professional. He'll be exactly how he was before the injury. If it was Middleton or Bledsoe, I could see them getting all mental and sucking. I just saw uh, Middleton miss 17 shots. That's pretty sweet. Dude, it's so frustrating, man. Oh, yuck. Um, but no, that's a great win. Um, obviously, Pau's nothing to this team, but he's hurt. Well, he yeah, but he's he's coming back for the playoffs. Miritich just has his finger wrapped like very lightly. He's going to be totally fine first round. All we're going to be missing is Brogdon which does hurt, but we should be fine in the first round. And Brogdon might miss a couple of games in the second round, which is going to hurt because we're either playing Indiana or Boston, whoever wins that series, so likely Boston. It says Dante DiVincenzo did not play for bilateral heel bursitis. Um, he's had that what does year. that mean? He's had that all year. I have no idea what that is, though. Okay, sick, <laughs> sick. Heck, yeah, I mean, we need as, ma- as much guard depth as we can. George Hill and has been huge. That's going to be a big ad come playoff time. He's he's won a championship. I keep, sure. I keep forgetting we. I'm pretty sure. I keep forgetting we have him. Uh, that was yeah. a, that was such a good pickup and like that whole thing. Um, honestly, the the Bucks GM has a solid like chance to be executive of the year. Right? He's he got to be. He's been great, and he got that great extension for Bledsoe that can't be overlooked. So so far, he's just been absolutely stellar. So. Big the win. Only, the only thing he's got against him is he's not the guy who drafted Giannis. <laughs> that guy's in Orlando. But, uh, but like, what a that wasn't is... it at others at anything else really. He just had he found Giannis. That's all he ever did, and I will forever love him. But fuck off. <laughs> yeah. We have our new GM. Yes, we do, and he's doing a heck of a job. One heck of a job. Pumped up for the playoffs. I just want the season to end. Oh, I'd like to mention they pretty much locked up the one seed. They're now four full games up with seven to go. It would take an epic collapse. But it pretty much was locked up on a half-court buzzer beater by the, uh, who was it, the Jeremy Hornets? Lamb? Yeah, Jeremy Lamb of the Hornets, who are fighting for that eighth spot. They are one and a half behind. Made a half-quarter to beat the Raptors. Put them down four games. With eight to go, it pretty much put the nail in the coffin. And honestly, we're up, up and- we're up five games because we have the tiebreaker. So this, if True. if we if we lose this lead, it's uh it's a very dark time because that's yeah, that's a terrible lose- end of season. Yeah, we had to lose five of seven to end the year. Another thing, we have seven games. If we go four and three, we get a sixty win season. Which I I I'm a big guy for season milestones like that. 
Like it's yeah. And that's you can a, point back in history and say we won sixty games that year. That's nice, you know. Yeah, like obviously, if you're if you're the Lakers or the Celtics and you have all these championships, sixty yeah. wins is cool. But you just like just won the championship. If you're the Bucks, man, like admit it, you don't you don't win it's sixty sure. games. It's, yeah, fun. It's, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's very cool. And uh, hope that we don't fizzle out in the playoffs. I I just don't see that happening. But me either, me either at all. Like everyone points to coach, like the argument, I see a lot of argument, you know, and everyone points, Oh, you know, coach Bud had 60 some wins for Atlanta and they got balanced in the second round. Yeah. By LeBron, you know, everyone with, lost to with LeBron. the Atlanta Hawks. Think about <laughs> yeah, that. Their best, their best player was Al Horford and like, and, and, and Kyle Corver. Yeah. Like they were terrible. They like, had, they had a bunch of like second or third best players. Dude, like, the, but even if they had good players, they played LeBron in the years when he didn't lose. Like, I mean, LeBron—it's LeBron. So we're—he's gone. The bad boogeyman is gone. The Bucks can win the East. It's very possible. It's—it's it's really cool. The Celtics are not looking good. Um, no, I hope they lose to Indiana though in the first round. So bad. I would love to play Indiana in the second that round. That would be awesome. That really Mitchell would. Mitchell Indiana. I don't know how they stuck with the four seed. Good for them. Yeah, Small shout market. out. I think if, eh, honestly, even if if the Bucks weren't doing well, uh, Nick Nurse would would probably win Coach of the Year for Toronto, because no, like everyone knew that they were good, but the fact that they were no, right well, back, that's, yeah, but they are like they're going to win less games than yeah. last year. So I know that doesn't really matter, but I think I think the guy from Indiana, like, come on, like that's nobody. When your star goes down and you're still doing this, I think he has an argument over Bud almost. But yeah, I win, think. Yeah. Yeah, I think if Bud wins sixty games, that's tough to not give it to him. Plus, exactly. even, even if it's not the Indiana guy, the Denver guy. The thing is, we're saying yeah. we're saying the guy. We don't we don't even know who these people are, but they are sure. coaching their ass off. Yeah, I mean, but I I don't know a lot of coaches. I'm not good with coaches' names. A lot of people are. I feel like most of them are older than me. I don't know. I feel like our generation is less into like coaches. You know, what I, I think mean? it's a I think it's a basketball thing because I think most of the stars are. The players, like I can name you a lot of baseball managers. I could probably name every single football manager if you ask me the team, and uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it, it's awesome. Bucks are really good. We've we've talked about it before, and um, I guess since we're on basketball and we don't ever talk about them, it's I love seeing teams that aren't good be in the playoffs. The fact that the Magic are in the playoffs right now is so cool, and the Nets. I love that stuff. Oh, the net. I think the Nets are a little scary. I don't. I think I want them to. Who are they playing in the first round? Philly. I think that'll give them a nice five or six game series. You know, at least. I think it'll so. be like a hard five games, or it's like five close games. But Philly, yeah, like two of them are buzzer beaters by you know either team. Yeah, yeah I could see that. But or it could go six. I could even. T- I mean, Brooklyn. D'Angelo Russell is no joke. That's they, that's cool. I do not want them to be the eight seed. Is my main thing. Like they could fall to the eight seed, and the, I don't want them to beat up the Bucks. Yeah, they're the only Bucks, they're only but, a game a game ahead of the uh, Magic right now. So yeah, and then the Heat also give the Bucks a lot of problems, and they're a half game out of the eight spot. Every time we play the Heat, they do a good job on Giannis. So uh, I'd, I'd really like Orlando to just stick <laughs> yeah. with. Them. Yeah, I want the season to end right now so we get Orlando. It's literally because like. Like Griffin, and he's kind of—I don't even know who's on her. Markel Fultz, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you have, you have basically every number four pick in the last nine years on Orlando because they—they yeah. they don't get number one. They always get—they <laughs> always get three or four. 
Yeah, they fall out of the top three. Yeah. I think I said this last show that I love those teams too because that's just where the Bucks were. They were the six, seven, eight seed. Yep. At, you know, nine, ten. They were in that range all year, and it, it, you know, you have some fun watching basketball. But holy shit, it's so much better being great. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like I think I think that's also like the Cubs and White Sox fans in us that we're not fans of good teams normally. Yeah. And you just love to see the Orlando's and the Brooklyn suck forever and then come out of nowhere and make the playoffs. Like, that's cool. Yes, absolutely. I think that's pretty much most sports fans, except, like, you know, the Yankees fans. Yankees, now Warriors fans. and Yeah. 76ers like, fans, because I fucking hate them. Just put it out there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I hate the Sixers. I hate Joel Embiid and his fucking cocky bullshit. And his, you know, he flops like a... Did you see the play for the Philly... Bucks game where DJ Wilson just puts his hand on Embiid and him and Ben Simmons go flipping backwards for no it's a great flop video him and Ben Simmons flip simultaneously onto their backs and DJ Wilson literally touched him with like three fingers and he just flips it's hey, great hey DJ Wilson's known to be super strong so <laughs> he's a freak so he also uh, it'll probably be a highlight you guys will probably see tonight's game Chris Paul shook him into the stands. Yeah, I saw that. That was three point line, and DJ ran out of the stadium. That is going to be on everything. That so. dude, imagine I've I've gotten crossed in like a pickup game where yes. I fall over and it sucks. Imagine with millions of people and Twitter and social media watching it. DJ Wilson will be on Chris Paul highlight tapes forever. Yeah. Is that a good move if you're a middling NBA guy who might not get a second contract? At least you'll be in, in some highlight videos. You know, he, like it looked like he almost sold it. He went sprinting the other way. <laughs> Chris Paul's like, like, hey, dude, I'll give you two million dollars if you just if you just go into the stands. He goes, hey, say no more. <laughs> and just did it for the clout. Oh, God, <laughs> oh he's like those videos all the time. That's true. That's, yeah, he's like watching it as he's a grandpa showing his grandkids. Yeah, that's why. Who's that guy for the Celtics? Aaron Baines. He gets dunked on constantly because he he's not scared of it. He just puts his hands up and just gets you know dick to the face every single time. He doesn't care. He's in he's in all the posters. I think he's that's like, his poster up in every kid's room. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a whole room full of posters of him getting dunked on, <laughs> signed by everybody who's like ever dunked on him. That would be hilarious. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it'd be like exchanging jerseys, but you bring out a poster of them dunking on you. <laughs> <laughs> that be, oh, that'd be so cool. Um, we uh, mentioned it earlier, we're, we're Cubs and White Sox fans, for those of you who don't know. Um, a few extensions this week. I think they're both huge. Obviously, one's, one's maybe top five most important extension in baseball. Yeah. Eloy Jimenez signs a hell of a deal for the White Sox. Uh, Jake, go for it. Um, I am very excited. They signed a six-year and then two option after that. So the six years, $43.5 million, covers the uh, seasons we would have had control over him already. So we don't have to go to arbitration. We don't have to hold him down for the first month, which really pisses some players off. See Chris Bryant. You know, like players don't like that because that means you control them for a whole other year and they can't get a, become a free agent. So we just paid them, and we don't have to, you know, we don't have to go into every offseason. If you don't know what arbitration is, you literally go in and you argue that they're not worth how much they're asking, and they say, "No, wait, I'm good," and you have to say, "No, you're not that good." So you don't, you just don't want that. It's a messy situation for everybody. So uh, 
you know, I'm I'm super ecstatic to have Eloy. And then two years that are options, I think, are at like eleven and then eighteen million, which is if he's good, if, if he's who we think we are, we're gonna have him for eight years and literally half the money that he should be getting paid. So this is awesome. I'm super jacked. Yeah, no, that is a great deal. That is a Evan Longoria in the minor leagues type deal when he was like when he was coming up for the Rays. Yeah, but Eloy really isn't getting ripped off that badly until the last. I mean, you know, I like at all really because his contract raises. He gets his money right now. He's now a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like before, he was making you know five hundred or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever he was making, and now he's making four point three million this year. So he gets his money quick. And really, only the last two years, and that's if he's really great. If he's just good, then he's made a you know a lot of money. So he's not getting totally ripped off. I see why you would do it, and it's better to have money now than money later. You know what I mean? You can invest it, buy stuff. <laughs> you can buy some stuff with that. I would buy so much stuff. I don't think it's. I don't think either one is like ripping off the other side. I think it's a great deal, and it's tough to find deals like this with guys that could be potential. Like, say Eli comes up and just clicks right away, and the next year people are talking about him as like an MVP candidate. Oh have- my god, dude! Then we then you know yes, if he's like Chris Bryant, then we got we might have ripped him off a little because Chris Bryant's getting a lot in arbitration. Yeah, he's he's gonna make like twenty million this year, so he's gonna break. I think he's broken the record like the last two years. He's gonna break it again. So, yeah. so, so like that happens not all the time, but like Eloy's the real deal, and he's awesome. So I think yeah. it's a great deal. Oh, also, and he's on the opening day roster, that's exactly. Came, uh, as we're recording, which if he wasn't, I would have caused an uproar. Like, what the fuck would you be doing paying a guy four point three million dollars to play in the minors? What? <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah. So I'm very happy he'll be starting in probably left field day one. Yeah. Um. Over to the uh, Cubs side, Kyle Hendricks signs a four-year extension for $55.6 million. This deal is awesome. Kyle no, Hendricks. Yeah, Kyle, like, I think what's happening, we'll talk about it a little later in uh, listener questions. Baseball has shown that not many people are going to give the bag to free agents that are like 29. Yes. But the thing is, you can say that all you want until it happens. I think eventually it's going to be teams – have all these prospects coming up and they're like, we're just one Kyle Hendricks away from, from going to the next level. Like people, like, like people think that all the time, like people get fooled and uh they're going to throw the bag at free agents. Like in one of these off seasons, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. It's going to keep declining. But if you lose Kyle Hendricks, he is, I I think he is so good. He's your most important pitcher going into this year. I mean, like he's like the only one you can have full faith in. And he's a guy you could see. I mean, you could imagine being good till he's 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? He throws 91 now. When he's 35, he'll throw 88. Like it's not, it's not going to change his style of pitching. Exactly. So I think he's a guy that you you want to extend into his late thirties. Yeah. So I think uh, thing, I don't know if you've heard any I've been hearing some cub stuff on uh local radio. I know you live in Wisconsin, but um there's been some uh rumblings Joe Madden not getting his extension and now Theo Epstein seems to be changing a lot that's going on. He said no more saying two out of three ain't bad. We have to look at it in ten game uh road trips or ten game spurts, and he also said no more uh 
something in the locker room. I can't remember, but he took away something Joe does in the locker room, said no more of that. So it almost seems like the Cubs are moving on from Joe after this year. Like it's becoming more and more apparent. Yeah, maybe. Like here's here's the thing about about Joe Madden is that you can point to so many different things that to say he's a bad manager, except yeah. his except his record. You know exactly. what I mean? It's the only thing that matters. No, I know. I think Joe Madden's a great coach, but I, and I don't know what the Cubs should do. It, it's such a tough situation, but I know that Chicago radio is freaking out. Oh, I bet. Like, they don't love, they don't like what, uh, what's his, I want to say Ryan Pace, but Theo Epstein's doing. They don't love it because it seems like he's trying to take control away from Joe and that's never a good scene. And it's, it's chaos. Here's the know? thing. Like I, I love Joe Madden. He's the best manager I've ever had. I want yeah. him. I want him extended. I do. I. I think. I. But above all, in any sport that I like, enjoy, watch, or even know about, Theo Epstein is the most important person in my life, <laughs> and I and I trust this man with everything. If he's if he doesn't think that Joe Madden can kick it the next few years, and he knows the window can close in three years, and he doesn't think Madden's the guy. And he and and he signs a Joe Schmo off the street. I trust it. I don't agree with any of it, but the like, it's it's incomprehensible what he does. It honestly is. Like he he started a Red Sox machine that is still winning World Series last year, this year, yeah. next year. He doesn't like his players aren't as relevant in Boston now, but there's still a ton of names that you can point to and be like. That's Theo. That's Theo. That's Theo. They they got rid of Terry Francona and it still kept going. Who like who knows? Like he's way he is yeah. he is just, so much smarter than me. Tracks. I gotta say that he is he, he does not he's not good with his money. He's, no. He throws that shit around, you know. But other than that, I mean, his but what's most important is baseball is draft and development. Period. End of story. Those are the two most important things in baseball, and he is the best, the goat at it. I mean, you can't argue. He built two teams through strictly drafting and developing. Because it's not just getting high picks. You have to hit on these random picks, you know? And he I does mean, over and over and over. It's yeah. crazy. He, he's Yeah, he's a great drafter and developer. It, it is tougher, though, when the Cubs are good and he doesn't have as many picks. And also, they everybody... Away. And they also traded away Glaber Torres and Eloy Jimenez, two guys who could be... You know, all stars yeah. that he drafted, but you know he got stuff for them. You know, Araldis Chapman and you know the superstar Jose Quintana. Hey, so hey, Jose Quintana is the best five starter in in maybe baseball history. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So how about that? How about that for a spin zone? Well, that um, means he's below you, Darvish. Dude, you Darvish is going to be the first four starter to win a Cy Young. So shut shut up. You know who's starting opening day for the Cubs? I haven't seen. No, uh, less it, it's going Lester, um, Hendricks, Hamels, Darvish, Quintana. Gotcha, gotcha. I did not hear that. I know, all I know is that Rodon is first on the bump for the White Sox. One one big thing for the Cubs to finish off here. Ian Happ got sent down to the minors. He's not on the yeah, opening day roster. I want him on the White Sox. Why isn't he the White Sox center fielder right now? We'll send you three injured pitching prospects. Yeah, take it. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't fucking know, man. Just um, give us. Like, isn't he? Isn't he like a super utility player? He is. Yeah, he is a. Oh, what the fuck? He plays, Why is Joe Madden's like dream. What's happening? Because what happened uh, last two years is that him and Almora split a lot of time, and then they toss Happ at like second base. But he doesn't get that many at bats. And there's 
when he gets a lot of at-bats, he gets locked in, he gets his timing down, all, all that stuff that uh, baseball people love to talk about, and he's so much better. When he stays yeah. up in the majors and they're shuffling people around and they're juggling and he gets a third of, of the at-bats, he comes on, he strikes out like crazy. So he's, yeah. he's going down, he's getting a lot more at-bats, seeing a lot more pitches, and the thing is, that kind of sucks, that apparently he's really pissed, which means they didn't talk to him about it, which is yeah, awful. Yeah, like... I would be pissed too. Like, what the trade me? You know, like I, I'd be pissed. Like, if the White Sox aren't, haven't called them, they're stupid. They should absolutely. We have some relievers that we signed, and we have you know some guys who are Nate Jones. You guys need relief pitching. Period. And just, the Cubs definitely need it. Take yeah. our relief pitching and give us Ian Happ. If you're not going to use him, I, he would be our starting center fielder and our best center fielder since Aaron Rowan. Aaron period. Rowan, broken nose. Hell yeah. Um, gave his all into the fence every time, but. You know yeah. what? I'm officially. I'd also like to point out. I'm officially excited for baseball. Like I'm happened. so excited. I it's, it's between this week and last. It's happened. I just recorded. Um, friend of this show, Austin Hartfield. He has a show of his own called Painting Corners that was number one on the charts at one point. And oh. I just recorded a 17 hour long <laughs> um, season preview for the whole MLB, talking about awards, talking about over unders for each team. I got so jacked just talking about it. Like baseball's <laughs> back. I was like thinking about it driving today because it was like forty up here in Wisconsin, which is basically summer. And I was like thinking, I was like, it's the best doing your thing during the summer, coming home, having the windows down, and just having yeah. baseball on TV. You don't have to watch it; it's just yeah. there. No, yeah, that's so. Like whoever's playing, like, and it's so. Like it just. It, it, it's like the weather too like everyone loves spring and baseball is spring and summer like it, and it's just you see green ass grass it makes you so happy uh yeah you want to talk about uh over unders for at least the Sox and cubs here yeah yeah go for it um uh, you you have the i have uh, i'm looking up the white Sox stuff right now you you know you remember what the cubs was cubs was we did we went through odd shark and odd shark had him at 89 89 and a half i think Oh, I feel like that's an easy over. I mean, well, basically, you know. like basically the whole NL Central, like them, the Cardinals were both eighty nine, the Brewers were eighty seven, and the Reds were like eighty two, and the Pirates are eighty two. Like it's, it's just the fact that the uh, division is so good. Um, yeah. So I really have no idea. I'm pounding the over. I, I am. This is obviously going to sound biased. I think the Cubs are going to win the World Series this year. I think that. On paper, they are so good. They are they're just like that much more experienced. Everything that they're weak at, it's not like I think their their floor is just so high, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that their floor is like eighty five wins. Like that's as bad as it can, it's gonna get. You know what I mean? And that could get into the playoffs yeah. in the most seasons. So that is a really, really high floor. They did just didn't add any hitting. And that was their biggest problem. But we, we just be hitting. We had Chris Bryant, who was out. He played 80. the last. Yeah, but he played the end of the year. Yeah, but he was out like 65, 70% of the year. Yeah, I know. But, you know, in the times where it came up clutch last year, there was no hitting to be found. So I was, expe I was expecting the Cubs to do something, you know, maybe no address. Money. True. Oh, True. well, on, on my bookie, Cubs are at 87. That is an easy over. White Sox are at 73. Yeah, I saw that, which is weird to me because they were at 69 last year, I think, or 68 or something. Or maybe yeah, it was, sure. I think it was like 65. Even. It was like, it was low. This seems crazy. Like, this seems really high. Like I almost In a really bad division. 
Like I would never bet the under for the White Sox because that's no fun. But it is a bad division. But it was a bad division last year. You know, like White Sox just weren't good, and we didn't get very much better. We added Yonder Alonso. You know, John Jay. Fuck John Jay. I mean, dude, I love John Jay. I want him. I, I want him back on the Cubs. That's fine. Take him. Like I, he's our fourth outfielder. I feel he might be starting in right, but I don't care. Like you know. We have one good outfielder, and he hasn't played a single game in his career yet. So, that you know, that's the White Sox outlook. So, I, I don't know. That seems like an under. If you're betting and you're not a White Sox fan, take the under of 70. I see him at Odd Shark as him at 74 and a half. I'd, I'd pound the under. <laughs> so, well, that's good. Let's close State of the Union with this. Um, we'll talk about it later. But we had a AAF bet, and Johnny Football came in and was a spark plug, and the Memphis Express took down the juggernauts, they Birmingham did. Iron. Fuck you, Jake. We have a <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's the there's there's gonna be a, a Disney movie on this in like five years, but seriously, like because Johnny Manziel only came in in like the second quarter and then got benched again. But he was and a spark was a plug. Guy. That's the thing. <laughs> It was a different guy who who came in, and it was it. And by the way, by different guy, I, I mean not Zach Meckenberger, not uh, um, the other burger, and yeah. not Johnny Football. It was some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> These guys have nine quarterbacks on their roster, folks. <laughs> Seriously, like what the fuck? Like you know, the Irons defense just didn't know how to game plan. There's too many fucking quarterbacks. So, um, and it was also I'd like to point out in the fourth quarter. The Iron were up by a touchdown, and then they scored a touchdown. And then I didn't watch it all, and Colton sent me the final score that they won. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, what is with this league? I don't overtime. Understand. It was the first AAF overtime victory. Fuck you, Jake. I bet that was an awesome game. We should have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get NFL Network in my house because I'm poor. Yeah, and that NFL Network is, like, the best it gets. Actually, they're on TNT now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you really put a dent in the Birmingham Irons record. We're now four and three. Yes. Memphis gets their second win of the year. Yes. I mean, you could Woo! make playoff push. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. Who the hell knows? Who cares? Actually, moving on. All right, I'm gonna pee again because I gotta pee for a fucking like okay, ten time out. Tonight. Time out. Time in. Time in. Ready? Go. All right, moving on to. Listener questions. We have some good ones, Jake. Uh, first, first question is from at uh, college basketball is better than the NBA. It's more pure. Forty-seven. <laughs> hey guys, did you know that the tournament's going on? Are you watching it? Love the show. XOXO. That was nice. Oh, that was nice. Um, I have loved the tournament, Colton. I'd like to find out how's your betting thing going with the thousand dollars. So, here is what it happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm in a league with some cheaters. <laughs> um, you get a thousand fake dollars. You you make bets on spreads and over unders and all that stuff. I did my. I put nine hundred um, on all number one seeds. Parlayed them. You win like fucking like seventy five. Were you worried about Virginia? One hundred percent worried about Virginia. So funny. I thought about you making your <sighs> bet of parlay the four ones, and if Virginia fucked you again, I would have laughed so hard. And then um, I'm pretty sure North Carolina was losing at the half to Iona. Oh no! Oh my god, yeah, dude! It was a fuck. I was a sweat fest. <laughs> so they all win. I win those bets. Um, and it's funny because you can like see the leaderboard, and everyone 
everyone makes like 50 bets in the first two rounds. And I was, I was in third place after the first round. Yeah. Um, I had like 1,088 unions or, or something like that. And the guy okay. that's winning is the guy that runs the league. And he has like 2,500 units. And you can <laughs> click and see what, what bets he's made. He was out. And then he rebought back in, which I, I know you can do. But I, I thought you bought back in with 1,000. But he just paid an extra fifty dollars and has two thousand all of a sudden. <laughs> and then his nephew is the guy that got me into the league, and he he did the same thing. So I'm in like fifth place, and all these people have two thousand, and they just bought back in. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Why don't you just buy some more? And I might, I might just do it. I might just spend like hundred fifty bucks, like the day of the championship game, because the winner, <laughs> because the winner of this wins like five hundred dollars. <laughs> That seems like a smart plan. Like, dude, dude, what a fucking... That would be so nice. Oh, that'd be so cool. Just like, yeah. be like, be like, hey, Colton, who are you betting on? And I'm like, I don't know. And then just all of a sudden win? Fuck you. <laughs> um, I've loved the brackets so far. By the way, my dad... He, I remember you, you told me your dad picked Gonzaga. My dad also picked Gonzaga. What a, a dad, dad pick. What a dad but pick. He's, my dad is also in the 98.5 percentile of all brackets. Because... This has been such a chalky year. I feel like everyone's brackets are doing really like I'm in the 94th percentile. Like I feel like everyone's brackets are doing really well. I'm actually in the 70th percentile because I had Kansas in the in the final four because I I thought I thought that would be a nice little wrench that was kind of obvious at the same time that could get me in there. So I lost yeah. that one. Um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember I talked up Marquette on the show, but I also said. But their round one matchup is so risky that I, I moved them from the Elite Eight to the Sweet 16. Because I was like, I can't, bitch. I can't lose an Elite Eight team in the first round. And they lost in the first round, too. Uh, By the way, John Morant looked amazing. Locked in number two overall pick. Like, I would be so excited to get him. Like, I want him to go to the Suns or the Bulls. Because I feel like both those teams are like a really good point guard away from yeah, being a player. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I'm in the 70th. <laughs> percentile my girlfriend's in the 86th percentile she has a little uh heat thing next to her name my dad 37 <laughs> oh my god dude what happened he had he had he had mississippi's he had mississippi state in the uh, 316 marquette arizona state wisconsin uh and iowa state <laughs> how many elite eight teams does he have left that's important um, elite eight teams he has all of them but I think he, since he has half of his sweet, like the only people that's left in his elite eight are the only are the only eight that he has in, in, in the sweet sixteen. So he needs to win all those games, but he could make a major comeback. Like if he actually like the elite eight games are worth so many more points. Yeah, his his final four is Duke, Gonzaga, and North Carolina. Boring, but he has he has Purdue in there. So I think if uh, Purdue goes in. He will, he will make a, a huge jump. That's who I was going to have, and I took them off, and I'm glad I did because they scared the shit out of me in the first two rounds. They were, just like we said, their point guard was going crazy. Like he was, In the first half, he'd miss eight threes, and then in the second half, he'd go seven for nine from three, and it's like, oh, my God, dude. Let me off this roller coaster. Yeah. Um, Anything else from the tournament? Um, Iowa. Both Iowa's games were fantastic. Yeah. I watched the entire second half in overtime of the Tennessee-Iowa. and Because I didn't want to watch the first half. It was, they were down by 20 like before I turned it on. And so I just and then I saw once they got it within like six, I was like, I'm going to turn this on. Bloodbath, you know, back and forth. Great game. And uh, then Iowa just totally choked in overtime. Totally yeah. just lost all control. There's been like a few like really close good games for a little bit, and but they all just result in the favorite winning. 
Yes. Did you watch the Duke uh, UCF oh, game? I did. That was nuts. Oh, I watched the last like two minutes. Around. I was at work. And thankfully, yeah. the managers that were working with ones that were into basketball, one of them being the sleazy dude who's now winning the fucking uh, bracket thing that I'm in. Yeah. Shout out to Dom. Fuck you. I, I, I know you don't listen, so fuck you. Put $200 on Duke like right after R.J. Barrett got that rebound. God, yeah, of course he did. Um, uh, but honestly, like, so I my actual gambling, I got taken to the cleaners on day two. Day one, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was up like three units. I was I was looking solid. That's really good. Yeah. Day two, okay. man. Holy fuck. <laughs> fuck me. The only the only person I've ever seen do worse in a day is is our our mutual friend Adam. Um yes. the, the day before day two, some call it day one, he went like one for nineteen. Oh, that's impressive. It was dude. so and like every there was so many like backdoor covers of like teams that were down <laughs> twenty. And then, yeah. and then, like Duke put in their subs, and then that team that was down twenty lost by twelve instead of twenty. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Adam yeah. lost every one of those games. <laughs> so, oh, dude, great. yeah, day two fucking wiped me out. I'm done after day two. I have, I don't have money left in my account. That's the thing. So, oh, the only thing I'm, I'm rooting for now is to, is Duke to win it all because I don't know if you remember we recorded during the first game of the season. Where, yes, where Duke fucking wipe the floor with uh, Kentucky and right after that I got them at plus 400 which is wild. I got I got them at 4 to 1. That is cur- that is wild. Um yeah, I'm still rooting for my bracket cuz I'm in two, you know, uh $30 entry pools which is a lot. So, you know, then there's a ton of people. So I'd like to win those and I'm doing okay. So I I'm, I'm very much invested in this tournament. It's been a lot of fun so far. All right, you want you want the uh, next question? Uh let me look. Yes. Uh, this is from Ray's fan. I'm from Tampa. One one one. Cool. Uh, are you guys finally excited about opening day? And did you actually get a chance to watch it since it happened in Japan two days ago? Um, thank you for tweeting at us. And no, I didn't even give a shit about the MLB opening day in Japan. Did no. you? <laughs> um, I. The only reason I did was because it was after it, and Ichiro retired, and it sucks that he yeah. didn't get the fucking send off. Like I think in, in I think this, they did this for Ichiro. I think in his eye, well, that's the only reason that he signed with the Mariners. Like he yeah. he he was going to retire. Saw that the Mariners were playing in in Japan, signed with them. It sucks. Like for him, I, I think it's perfect because that's that's where he's most appreciated. But Ichiro's top five hitter of all time, maybe the best pure hitter of our generation. Yeah, best contact. I have a few Ichiro stats to uh, go with this. Let's hear them. Ichiro singled to center in his 10th career at bat, raising his lifetime batting average to 300. It never again fell below that mark. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Another fun fact, Albert Pujols had it after his 18th at bat <laughs> and then never has lost it, but is probably going to lose it this year. Um, Ichiro's first career MLB game, the Mariners beat the A's 5-4. to four. His final MLB game, Mariners beat the A's five to four. So, hmm. couple fun Ichiro stats. Those are those are a lot of fun. I um, love Ichiro. Also, third Ichiro stat: birthday, October twenty second. My birthday, October twenty second. We are connected. Wow, wow. Four days, four days birthday. earlier, I share a birthday with Mike Dicka and Zach Efron. So, fuck you. Oh, those those are good ones. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ichiro, Ichiro's pretty great. That's true. That is true. 
No, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for opening day. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, real opening day. I mean, those teams kind of got screwed out of their own opening day. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone can say, oh, it's our home opener. You know, and they'll and they'll be fine. But it's still like it just seems so ingenuine and like random. Agreed. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm pumped for for baseball. Like we just said, like just having baseball on TV is the best. It really is. I also bought uh, MLB The Show the day it came out. Um, so that, that always gets me right back into baseball mood, yeah. you know? And then I learn more about, I know so much more about baseball once I've played the show for a while. So same, I need to, I need to buy way. that. I, I really do. Yeah. Play online. That'll be fun. Jake, we didn't play at all last year, did we? No, which is crazy. That well, is I mean, weird. people always are scared of connection with baseball games. I want to put this out there. PSA. It's better. Yeah. Than basketball games. It really is. The show servers are awesome. Well, I, their servers, sometimes you get kicked out of games a lot, which pisses me off more than anything. Like, it'll be the third inning. What about, like, racism? Game, and it gets you kicked off, and that sucks. But, other like, in terms of, like, the pitches, you know, people are scared, like, oh, a pitch is going to lag. It never lags in the middle of a pitch. You know what I mean? So, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That movie, the show, gives me lots of great memories. I'm probably going to buy it after this episode. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah took you download it overnight. It took like five hours. But yeah, I'm pumped. Um, huge fan of uh, opening day. I love the whole pageantry of it. I'm sure yep. the Reds yep. have the first game per usual. I feel like it was always like you get home from school back in the day and it was like 3 o'clock, 3.30, and the Reds were in like the fifth inning. Yeah. No, exactly. It, it feels like it's always the Reds. It feels like it's an NL Central game all the time. Yep. Or I'll see like, it, it, I guess because of our location, it's the Tigers for me. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch the Tigers. All right, next question. Um, hey guys, this this is from um, at um, Kraft didn't do it. He was just he he just likes massages. Twenty two, forty two, twenty two. Hey guys, Gronk retired. My son cried his eyes out because he's his favorite player. Do you guys think Gronk's the best tight end ever? Thanks for reading my question. I love you, especially <laughs> Colton. That was kind of weird at the end, but that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I think. If you're going to call Gronk the best tight end ever, it's like you could also say Calvin Johnson. Is he the best receiver ever? You know, because who cares about rings? That doesn't matter for a football player at all. You know what I mean? Because there's 22 starters on a team. You know, it's not basketball. So, because um, he doesn't have the career numbers, but I think he's the most dominant tight end over a stretch, like yeah. over a seven or eight-year stretch, like ever. So, I, yes, Gronk Prime is better than any other tight end. Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, doesn't matter. Travis Kelsey now. You know, maybe uh, I could see, I think he'll get passed in the next five to ten years. Maybe I think someone who's going to pass him will emerge in the next, like, three to five years. You know what I mean? Because tight ends are getting bigger, faster, stronger. They really are. They're freak athletes right now. So I think Adam- the tight end. So Adam Shaheen in uh, Chicago. Shaheen. <laughs> he's like the fattest. He can't run over. He trips over his feet all the time. But once he once he doesn't do that, he's Gronk. <laughs> then he's baby Gronk. Yep. Baby Gronk. Every white tight end ever is baby Gronk if yeah. they're over five. But it's Gronk. Dude, that's like Gronk's, Gronk's white. He's big and he's kind of fast. So he's, <laughs> he's Gronk. Shaheen got the highest uh, body fat index at the combine for any non-lineman. So hell yeah, <laughs> that seems very ungronk-like. Hell yeah. 
But no, um, I like it's like the whole Terrell Davis argument. Like, are his five best years Hall of Fame worthy? Obviously, Gronk's Hall of Famer. Gronk's yeah. five best years are better. I would give him better at his position that he's top ten player of all time. Yeah, PFF, who I love, put out a list. It was like, uh, uh, you know, top tight end season since 2010, and Gronk is the first seven of them. It's wild. And he's only played like, and he only played like what nine years? I think he played so, nine, like eight or nine years. Yeah, so like he's just been dominant since he since the jump. Everyone's, I, I also think he's going to come back in about week like eleven, three. <laughs> three. Yeah. It's going to be like he doesn't seem like into this retirement thing. I, I don't see it happening. Who knows? Um, you got the next one. Uh, sure. This is uh. From, I'm a fan of all the teams you hate. Fuck you guys. I love the show. That's a really long Twitter title. But, uh, Colton, are you happy about Paul Goldschmidt signing a five-year extension in St. Louis? And did you hear about the Verlander extension? I'm not happy. It's directed to you, yeah. I'm not happy about it. Paul Goldschmidt was one of my favorite players in baseball. And now he went to one of my most hated teams. Last time that happened was... Christian Yelich last year. <laughs> yeah, and he that didn't that worked out really well. Christian Yelich could not miss a baseball. <laughs> it sucked. It really fucking sucks. It really yeah, Paul Goldschmidt it. is so good. He is the only like I think Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, and Joey Votto are the most underrated players in baseball. And Just now and now they and now he's in St. Louis. Oh my god. The only good thing about this is that fat Matt Adams, fat Adams, is not gonna come up and do his Matt Adams thing with the fucking <laughs> yeah, Cardinals. They're gonna have to find some other position to bring up their random minor leaguer who's twenty seven. Yeah. Who's great all of a sudden. This guy's been in the minor leagues for eighteen years. Now his son's playing in the minor leagues. But check it out. He's gonna come up, he's gonna start game seven of the World Series and throw a perfect game with twenty seven strikeouts. Yeah, he's going to be unbelievable in the playoffs. Fuck you. Know, you. The and, Cardinals suck that way. <laughs> and that's God. Crazy. And, like, his name would be, like, Dale Cobb. Something so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Dale Stewart. <laughs> oh, God, I hate him. Paul Goldschmidt, congrats, congrats, dude. You're washed up. How about that? that I'm, since when, <laughs> once the Cardinals got him, I have been on the, he's old. He's on the wrong side of 30. He's washed up. Dude. Machado's going to get fat and become a first base. <laughs> Damn right I, I, he is. With you, dude. Damn right he is. Fuck you, Machado Paul Goldschmidt. Machado Goldschmidt can just go retire. I mean, fuck them both, right? Hey, man. <laughs> nope. But yeah, it's it's a great deal. Goldschmidt's awesome. Verlander's awesome. He's, oh, he got a two-year $66 million. That's Wasn't so that much it? money. That's so much that money. He's old, too. But, but uh, dude, he, he... Okay, if he comes out when he retires and they're like, hey, he did steroids, the public's got to be like, Duh. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, but of did course you see he that did steroids. With Kate Hudson? That's pretty dope. Yeah. yeah he's married. Yeah, he's <laughs> married to Kate Upton. He won a fucking World Series ring and now he's the most paid pitcher ever. <laughs> what a badass. Sweet, dude. dude. I'll do steroids right now for 1% of that. <laughs> I, I really would. 1% of that life? Yeah, I'd, I'd do steroids. The ones that you have to inject into your penis. I'd do those ones. <laughs> <laughs> Those penis roids, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> Those are real. 
Yeah. Right. Um, uh, one last extension. Jason DeGrom got extended. Shocker. Mets suck. Can't believe that happened. That's all I got. I mean, yeah. I don't know why they extended DeGrom. And they've been, and they've been like floating Syndergaard out there as a trade rumor. Syndergaard's younger, like a lot younger. Like I want Noah Syndergaard on the White Sox really bad. Like he's hey like, hey 20. hey hot take. I want him on the Cubs really bad. Ooh, I don't like that. So I'm gonna say no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. This next question is from at Roger Goodell. He always tweeting us at. He loves tweet. this show. He was addicted. Really, he needs to relax. <laughs> um, do you guys like my new uh, rule change? I, it was all me. I made the full decision, and I'm in control. But now pass interferences can be reviewed. Um, I love it. I love it. That is, I mean, it's the most important play, most important penalty in football by, like, 10 margin. Like, it's insane how many yards can be, you know, how games can change because of pass interference. I love it. I mean, it, it is still subjective, sort of, but I'm excited to see what they do with it. I don't think. As long as they don't, um, it's kind of like the catch thing. As long as they don't like add pass interferences, you know, like they they review and they're like, no, he was interfering. Like that's kind of like lame. Kind of like with the catch thing, where they changed the rules to the catch, where they made nothing a catch. I'd rather everything be a catch, which kind of it is now. Like if it's close, it's probably a catch. Yeah, you gotta lean towards the more exciting option. You know, that's important. So this this rule change is kind of like when you play sport like games in the in the backyard and like a call that shouldn't really go well goes like one kid's way and he's like hey guys like that that's the rules I don't care but then it goes against him and then he's like well how about from now on we like make this a rule like how does like yeah. like like what do you mean and they're like well that didn't fucking happen last time he's like well it wasn't a rule last time <laughs> Yeah exactly That was the first thing I I thought of <laughs> When this came out, second thing was, um, I hope this doesn't add like twenty minutes onto every game. You know? Yeah, no, they got to be quick about it, and I think it's got to be a challenge thing. You know, and or in the last two minutes, they you know look at it. You know what I mean? It's got to be a chat. Like you can throw a challenge flag at that. So, yeah, yeah that well, and, and when it, it, challenges does a great job of limiting replays. Baseball needs to limit their goddamn replays. That's who needs to limit it. I'm worried about that. Yeah, but. Uh, Baseball is also doing a lot of stuff. They're they're getting closer and closer to robo umps. Strike zone should be robotic. I'm I am all about it. I, we have the technology. Let's just fucking do it. You know. Yeah. All right. This next question is from big fan of the show Zach at Bears Bulls BSG. Yes. This he is always a, has the best question. This is a really good one, Zach. Thanks for <laughs> tweeting in, man. We really appreciate it. All right. Connor McGregor had a wild past couple days. One day he announced his retirement, and the next he's well, actually he's so stupid. He said one day he announced his his retirement, and then the net he's accused you of sexual assault. What a idiot. moron! Wait, oh, did you graduate high school, man? Um, hey, hey, I'm Zach, and I can't even I can't even spell the word next because I'm so stupid. But then I tweet loaded questions at the show that they're forced to answer. Also, yeah, my can't. picture isn't even me. I, I'm Zach, and I think I'm so cool. Thanks for tweeting in, Zach. Uh, fuck you. Next question. <laughs> uh, thank God he had that typo, so we had an out on that really difficult question. Yeah, yeah I didn't know how to answer that at all. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll tackle this last one since Zach's dumbass question didn't even make the fucking cutting floor. <laughs> all right. 
Last question is from, holy shit, Zach's a fucking idiot. You can't even spell the word next. 22-47-22. Hey, guys, did you see Michael Avenetti try to try to blackmail Nike on Twitter and then get fired in four hours? That's pretty funny, right? So, yeah, so we didn't really do much digging on this, Jake, but this guy, Mike Av- Michael Avenetti, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it, he tweets out, he's like a big representative for Nike. Hey, guys um for like three three or four o'clock we have a big announcement for nike it's huge news it's going to change everything stay tuned that was that was tweeted at like 10 a.m <laughs> like 11 30 a.m um a, a separate lawyer for nike tweets out michael avenetti has been fired from nike for trying to extort information and and, and attention of bribery um he tried to take 20 million dollars from the company or else he would release information that would hurt the company and then at like 4 p.m., Michael Avenetti tweets out, Hey guys, DeAndre Ayton and Dennis Smith Jr. took money from Nike before they went to college. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the only, that, that is the worst. That's like the stupidest job career move you could ever make in your what life. What an idiot. <laughs> Fuck that guy. God, like, so we, like, the, the Federal Bureau of Investigations told us this exact same thing four months ago and you were trying to fucking get 20 million out of nike for that you moron and that was our last listener question what a what a list of listener questions thanks for Thank tweeting you them for all the tweets except uh, please uh you know proofread before you tweet next time zach yeah we're not gonna point fingers but we are gonna say names and your name is zach <laughs> Because you can't see us pointing fingers but if if you could see us they're pointing right at zach the verbal Equivalent to pointing fingers is saying your name, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Bears, Bulls, something, something. BSG or something like that. Thanks for honestly, thanks for listening, Zach. You're a great 2K teammate. Um, you really, you're really good for uh, morale. Absolutely. But Jake, now is the time that I've personally been listening for. I think the, I think the whole country has has been waiting for. Yes. Our cartoon basketball draft we each have five positions that we're going to draft i am going to flip this australian 20 dollar coin and oh do you want heads or tails well show me what's heads and what's tails like i don't i don't have australian currency memorized heads is queen mary okay tails looks like a platypus Oh, I'm going with the platypus for sure. Tails. Shit, shit, this is this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna spin it on my table and I'm gonna shove the microphone right in its face. Cool. Wait, that was, that was, oh, I just dropped that it. That was awesome. Sounded like a terrible spin. It's tails. Fuck. Yes. All right. <laughs> You know, I really didn't think this enough to go with the first overall pick. I'm a little nervous here. Uh, I have a you know? hang on, hang on, Jake. To give you a quick five little seconds here, we had a competition last week for the, for the best superpower. Just to uh, recap it, mine was invisibility tele- teleportation. <laughs> I just have a stroke. <laughs> teleportation, shape shifting, and super speed. Jake's was super intelligence, time travel, flying, and in- invincibility. We had 19,000 votes, Jake. Holy shit. Who do you think won? I think I won. You won with 63% of the vote. That sucks. Yes. We also had 
I guess a listener question from former listener question asker, Nolan Cusimano, 95. Hey guys, love the show. Real hot stuff from hot dudes. Quick question. Why would you need invincibility, invisibility when you can shapeshift yourself into anything? Thanks. That got six favorites. Our tweet itself got two. So fuck you, Nolan. (laughs) (laughs) And he called out your fucking... That probably swung the vote my way, really. Uh, That fucking... I honestly think so, because when I checked early, I was winning. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, you. Nolan. Fuck you, Nolan. All right, Jake. First overall pick for the cartoon starting five for your basketball team. See, I have a classic problem. Do I go with the, the solid big man that I want? Or do I go with the point guard who can score points? I'm so I'm nervous gonna, right now. I'm going to take my center right now because it's my favorite center. It's gonna, you know, I'm team length. I'm taking the Iron Giant. Fuck! <laughs> yes, dude. He is, he is the best cartoon character I could think of to play center. End of story. Like, I got defense. That's all I need. You got defense and rebounding locked up. You, you seem distraught. <laughs> Colton has fallen into his chair. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad right now at this stupid Australian twenty dollar coin. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Fuck. I'm, so happy. I'm pissed off right now. This sucks. God <laughs> damn right. it! You get the second and third overall picks though. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody, regroup. All right, I'm back. All right. My second pick, first round. What the fuck do I even do now? I'm so, I'm so fucked. <laughs> that really threw your whole draft strategy out the window. <laughs> I, had, I had a huge... Because I didn't even think about my second pick. Because I was like, Jake has two picks. If, if, I, if I win this coin toss, I'm going to have time to figure it out. <laughs> God. You were banking on that coin Damn toss. It. Because my whole thing was that I was going to take the center, right? And then yeah. you had two positions that you were going to pick, and then I was just going to make those two positions my last two picks. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> my fucking first-round pick is going to be my small forward, and it's going to be Mewtwo. Ah, I saw that on... Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. The Pokemon movie, the original from, one. From the Pokemon movie, the original. Mewtwo is my small forward and my first-round pick. My second pick... I'm going to go with Shooting Guard, and I'm going with Goku. Oh, fuck. That was my Shooting Guard. That's what I'm talking I about. That's a, that's a, I mean, he could play the small, but he, he's very short, so he, that's a good Shooting Guard. Yep. No, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, I have back-to-back picks. I want to pair my center with a point guard, and I want a point guard who's got mystical powers, you know? So I'm going to go with... Aang. God damn it! <laughs> the air, you know, the avatar. Fuck! Oh, yeah. I, I was so... Word. It was either Goku or Aang for my second... I'm so fucking that, mad at myself right my, now. I was going between Iron Giant, Goku, and Aang for my first overall pick. So I'm happy I got Fuck. Aang. <laughs> Pretty pumped. That's a killer point guard. They're going to run a nice pick and roll. This <laughs> sucks, <laughs> dude. This sucks. Um, Alright, I'm back. I'm fucking positive. Fuck you. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm going to take – you took shooting guard and small forward. I'm going to go with a small forward anyway. Fuck the strategy. I'm taking Buzz Lightyear as my small forward. The toy? 
The toy. Oh, I'm but, back, baby. Your team sucks. Are you kidding you, me, dude? He can Buzz Lightyear block. is going to guard Mewtwo, you okay, idiot. But, okay, but Mewtwo, you know, Buzz Lightyear in his video games is normal size. You know what I mean? So I'm even talking, even I'm normal not, size Buzz Lightyear. Real Buzz Lightyear. Even Buzz Lightyear with his powers normal size? I'm Okay, I'm back. I am so fucking back, baby. Well, I'm sorry you took the best Pokemon ever as your small forward. I mean, that was a good pick, but there's Thank not you for many sorry. all powerful beings that I can pick to guard Mewtwo. Your center, like- your center is 3,000 feet tall. <laughs> no, you're, you're nobody that can guard him. <laughs> like, like, if we're going to talk about me just picking the best Pokemon ever, that, that may be unfair. Your guy, we have to build a new arena <laughs> to play in. It's got to be like an outdoor playground game now. Oh yeah, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you have so uh, quick recap so far. Your team is Ang at point guard, um, Buzz Lightyear at small forward, and the Iron Giant at center. I have Goku at shooting guard and Mewtwo at small forward. I'm gonna go with point guard, Spider Man. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, the superheroes are always, you know, they're, they're great. I always think about, you know, if I was Spider-Man, if I had Spider-Man's powers, what would I do? I'd probably play a sport, you know. Um, so Spider-Man is is my point guard. Power forward. This is the last position that me and you both have. Yes, this is important. This is important, and I have these are two of my most solid picks. I feel like yes that I have on my sheet, and I'm gonna go. I'm going to have to go with Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's a good one. You yeah. know, get some tenacious rebounding. Yeah, so I think he has he has the uh, big body. That's really going to help me. Um, and that and that leaves my center for the last pick. And the guy that I have on here, I'm, I, I think, can match up with the Iron Giant. All right, well, I got two picks before that. What if I go huge and get a center, you know, and then I have Buzz playing the uh, – whatever. Okay, let's go here. I'm going to go with a power forward. This was a tough – choice because i don't i didn't know if i wanted you know as some shooting you know some quickness or some beefiness but after hearing how beefy your power forward is i'm gonna go with maui as my power tenacious charles oh, barkley that's really good yeah i that when, when you said disney was counting i was like i can't think of a disney character maui came to my damn mind. that's really good Wong. fuck yeah he's you know a, that's a so guy. much better than your buzz Lightyear pick <laughs> wow Fucking dude. All right. For my shooting guard now to round out my team, this was a tough one. I have a lot of good picks. We'll go over our uh, our honorable mentions. Honorable mentions after. But I'm going to go with, because shooting guard was my weakest position. I really only had Goku on the plan. But I'm going with Kim Possible. Oh, fuck yes. I'm so happy I took Goku then. That's so much worse than Goku. I mean, that's, yeah, but Kim Possible has lots of gadgets, and her little friend, her fat friend, Wade. who gives her all the information. Yeah, Wade. So, you know, I got craftiness with Kim Possible. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But, okay, I like I like that matchup a lot. I like it a lot. My center is my last pick, and the last pick of this draft, not only is he a great center, he plays basketball for a living, but he's a super genius as well. From the cartoon... Futurama, Bubblegum Tate. Uh, yeah. 
He is a yeah. astrophysicist. So I think the science in his in his mind, he will come up with a scientific way to guard the Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> it was the clear mismatch of this whole Oh, book. dude, what the fuck do I do to guard that guy? Um, <laughs> the Iron Giant is fucking fucked because Bubblegum Tate is going to figure out a way to... I think I think the only way that we can beat the Iron Giant is to get up inside of him and yeah. re- and rewire him during the game, which means yeah, which means I won't have rebounding until that happens. But once that happens, I'm fucking dominating the boards. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Beast and Bubblegum Tate could do some nice boxing out, but the Iron Giant is also twenty feet above the rim mm-hmm. at all times, so that is a problem. My biggest thing is that Bubblegum Tate is an astrophysicist, so he's a genius, and he—I'm pretty sure he saves the world several times in Futurama. So he's smart enough to deal with with one robot at a time. I think he can rewire him or figure out a scientific way to trip him. Something like that. You, know, you got to come up with something. I see I see your plans. Thank you. All right. Uh, you want to talk about some honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, yes. I have uh, Perry the Platypus, I thought of as a point guard. He okay. is so – he's a great – I mean – You mean you so mean Agent P? Yeah, Agent P, obviously. I don't want the stupid fucking platypus who just bleh, you know? Mm-hmm. I want the, the, the secret agent. I also had uh, Jake from Adventure Time. I was thinking he could be a power forward. That's true, know? yeah, because he's a uh, shapeshifter. He can shit, you know, and stretch and stuff. So, yeah, I, I was thinking about him as my power forward. Oh, and also Inspector Gadget. I thought he would be a good, uh, like, small forward <laughs> kind of thing. He's got lots of gadgets, so. That's so funny. Um, my honorable mentions, power forward. I had two really good beefy bodies. I picked Beast. The other one was Shrek. Yeah, I was thinking Shrek, too. That was, He would have been a great power forward. But then you know what Maui- I just fucking realized? Like, I... I should have picked the dragon from Shrek as my center. Yeah, that would, I mean, it has less, like, human ability. I was afraid to pick, I have another power forward. I was going to go with Clifford, the big red dog. But I was like, <laughs> oh, he'll just call it out for being a dog. So I didn't pick the dog. <laughs> Air Bud, not an animated, but he played basketball. I'm sure there was, like, a Disney Channel show in the 90s. I don't know. Something, yeah. But, but I'm just saying. But, like, Clifford. I'm just saying the dragon from Shrek would just be a big body for the Iron Giant. I don't know. Absolutely. And, and it's a woman, too, so you're more accepting. I have exactly. Kim Possible on my team. Um, small forward, my honorable mention goes to Hercules from the oh, animated movie Hercules. I, I should have picked, picked him over Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> oh, it's way better than Buzz Lightyear. Sh- um, shooting guard, honorable mention, Lola Bunny from Space Yeah, Jam. I had Lola Bunny on my list, too. Yeah. And then my other one was Aang for point guard. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that was so Jake name me um uh go through your picks uh real quick all right at point guard I have Ang the avatar <laughs> at shooting guard I have Kim Possible at small forward I have Buzz Lightyear at power forward I have Maui and at center I have the Iron Giant so we're we're a team based off our big men but we also have a really good point guard so the Iron Giant is a fucking game changer. It really is, man. <laughs> it's a great, yeah. And I loved that movie when I was a kid. I was obsessed with it. It scared me. It did scared it? me, yeah. Um, I think I think it did too, but I also love like horror movies, and I liked being scared as a kid. So I'm st- dude. I was such a pussy growing up. I did not like <laughs> any of that. My team. Um, what a roller coaster for me. I I actually thought that you had me after that first pick, and then you picked Ang. Oh, dude, I was like, damn, this 
But the fucking Buzz Lightyear pick really, really gave me some some life in the uh, second half of this draft. My team is point guard. I have Spider-Man. Uh, shooting guard, I have Goku. Uh, small forward, Mewtwo. Power forward, Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And center, Bubblegum Tate from uh, Futurama. So uh, we, we will post this on our Instagram and our Twitter, at Life815 on both. And you, the fans, get to vote. Who is the best? Oh, Jake, this is by far my favorite draft that we've ever done. No, that was a blast. That was I, awesome. Having basketball teams too. We should find other ways to draft basketball teams in other situations. That was that was awesome. We can do fictional non-cartoon. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Um, coming to you soon, folks. <laughs> all right, Jake. That is all the segments that we have. Let's kick it over to the built-in segments. What are you watching? Uh, what have I been watching? I don't know. Cole, have you seen Us yet? The new uh, no, Jordan not Gil- yet. Not yet. Yes, we both need to go see that because I'm very excited about it. I heard it's more of a true horror than Get Out. Yeah, I, I heard that from Jordan Peele's actual Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> and I also heard it from a review I watched just because, you know, I knew it was going to be great because it's Jordan Peele. But um, I'm very excited. I'm a big horror movie guy, and I want horror movies to get so much better because they suck 80% of the time. They're terrible. If they have jump scares, I hate that. I hate, like... If you just have a bird flying up against a window for no reason, fuck you. You know, if you have a door slamming and it's like daytime and it's not a ghost, fuck you. Like, you're just you're just think- trying to make you feel on edge. And that's not scared. Like, movies like... Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. Have you seen that? Hereditary, yes. Holy Hereditary. balls, dude. What a fucking scary movie. But all, even The Conjuring, like, I could barely move out of my seat. Like, but... It, and that one scene, I think it was a Conjuring Two, where the nun comes out of the painting. I've never seen I it. Remember, no, no. Oh, wait. I spoiler. remember spoiler. Yeah, no spoilers, but a, <laughs> a nun comes out of a painting. Spoiler. And uh, I was, I remember being in my seat, not being able to move because it la- and it lasted like ten. The scene is like fifteen seconds long, I'd say, which is an eternity in horror movie because usually it's like a flash second you see the bad guy. This was like it was chasing me. For 15 seconds and i couldn't breathe like yeah. it was awesome but yeah i definitely want to see us um i watched <laughs> i i finished umbrella academy oh you did how was the last episode um, Worth watching? it's what i mean it yeah it's worth watching it sets it up for a season two 100 oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's really dumb really cheesy but uh it's just you know it's all about family and friendship you know uh-huh yeah the exactly. biggest the biggest upset of the whole series is that uh the guy who talks to the dead klaus yeah turns out to be one of my favorite characters i told you he's literally like my favorite character you were shocked by that yeah he's awesome after the whole once he goes to war thing, yes he becomes such a badass and yeah. you respect and he's gay yeah, but like he doesn't overact when he comes back because the rest he's like overacting, he's trying to be flamboyant and stuff. Yeah, he comes back like you don't have to be fucking flamboyant to play a a gay character. Like he was, uh, he was awesome guy. Yeah, or even like a drugged out guy. Like he was just drugged out, like fucked up. He was it was great acting by him after that part. Yeah, yes, great. Yeah, it's like it's like he looked up how to act as a druggie, how to act as a gay person. And, yes, and then Fantastic. he like did it, and then second half of the season, he's like, "This is what addicts act like." This is, yeah, I I, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, he's like the only redeeming quality of the show. Besides the kid actor, he's the best part. So I think I think I'm going to uh, see us soon. Also, Christopher Robin, the Winnie the Pooh movie is on Netflix now. And yes. I cried at all three trailers that came out. Just the trailer I cried at. So <laughs> I'm going to yeah, watch just, that. I'm somewhat boycotting it because it's just a Paddington. You know, it's not going to be as good as Paddington or Paddington 2. But here's but, the thing, uh, like, Paddington, I'm, sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll yeah. watch it. Paddington was the Winnie the Pooh of Europe. So, like, I yeah. grew up with, like, Winnie the Pooh was my well, I shit. I Winnie the Pooh. I, I, lo- I loved Winnie the Pooh. I, I remember Eeyore. I, I was a big fan of Tigger. Um, also problematic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I felt aggressive saying that name. Like, I was like, oh, God. I got nervous oh. with you saying it. <laughs> That's um, not good. Like, but, oh. but, yeah, so, like. Like I didn't realize how big of a fan I was until I was like nineteen, and we and we moved houses, and we didn't have cable or internet for like a week, and the only thing that we had was my DVDs. But then I found all my old VHSs, so I watched all these old old Disney movies, and uh-huh. I watched this VHS. It was called The Many Adventures of of Winnie the Pooh, and not only did I quote every song, I qu- I was quoting lines. I was like, I watched, and then I was like talking to my parents about it, and my dad's like. You would you would watch that twice a day for fifteen fucking years. <laughs> I was like, years. I was like, it may not be fifteen, it's probably twelve. Like what a loser. <laughs> I fucking love Winnie the Pooh and oh dude, I'm 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 trying not to tear up right now thinking about it. Also, this <laughs> happened in real life. I really wish this didn't happen, but it fucking did, and it's so embarrassing. <laughs> what happened? So Two two phases to this story. Very short phases. Phase one, me and my girlfriend went to a Taco Bell sober on a Friday night. And this is our whole Friday night. We each had a Taco 12-pack and, and we finished the whole thing. Oh, man. <laughs> don't do it. it I'm, I don't want to eat Taco Bell forever. Phase okay. two, while we're watching it, or while we're ta- um, eating, we're talking about Disney movies. And I, I bring up a Goofy movie, which is yes. maybe in my top five. It's 100% in my top 10, maybe top 5 Disney movies, because I love that movie. You've talked about that movie a lot. So I, I fucking 100%. love that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I, like, I liked it a lot. So, like, I don't, I don't have a tattoo, and that's in my thought of, like, what my first tattoo should be. I yeah, seriously I love that think, I don't think you should, though, because I think there's a lot of things that are more important to you than the Goofy movie. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be, like, a Cubs tattoo or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Something that's not the Goofy movie. So, I'm sitting there. Paddington tattoo. Oh, that, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I love Paddington. So we're sitting there and um, I'm like, yeah, Goofy movie this. And then she's like, I really don't want to see that because I don't like Goofy and like anything. And then I look at her and I'm pissed off because I, like I said, Goofy movie is one of my favorite things. And then I say that out loud. I'm like, yeah, Goofy movie is like one of my top five favorite Disney movies. And then in the Kingdom Hearts games, Goofy is such a hero and he sacrifices yeah. maybe his life two or three times as i'm saying this i start fucking crying <laughs> actual tears actual i'm choked up i'm like oh my god and she's like are you crying and it was so embarrassing i got called out and like i and like it's life for fucking in, mild safety in a video game sora needed him and he's the fucking king's right hand and he's sacrificed his life in kingdom hearts 2 Fuck yeah, me. See, if he hasn't seen the Goofy movie, though, or played Kingdom Hearts, I agree that Goofy in everything else, he kind of annoyed me in like everything except his movie, where he was amazing, a great dad. 
He's and, a single uh, dad who's raising yeah, a son. Oh, he, he, goes, he goes back about. to college and he saves the world from the heartless in Kingdom Hearts. Uh huh. But if you haven't seen that or played Kingdom Hearts, I could totally see saying Goofy's not good in anything. Because mm-hmm. I agree. Agreed. He's so good in Kingdom Hearts and the Goofy movie that it makes him a you know a top ten Disney character all time. You know, historic. Also, I don't think I said this. I beat Kingdom Hearts three a few weeks ago and I cried at the end because there's <laughs> God, like, what a fucking loser I am. I really am. Like, this uh, video game, I've been playing since I was, like, six years old. Shout out to Sam Ballone. Shout out to Austin Larson. I played that with them so much growing up. And then I finally... Would be Kingdom Hearts. Dude, me and Sam Ballone still talk about Kingdom Hearts to this day after we both beat it. But you know what the worst thing is? Is when someone's beaten it, like, three times, and then they have you come over, and you sit down, and you start the story. And you're there for, like, you know, you're going to be there, like, all night. But you're only going to get to, like the first level and yeah. they're like watching and they're like no you're supposed to do this and you're like okay and then you do this and then they because they know exactly what to do exactly like, this sucks you know i don't want to do this so yeah so um I, I forgot how i even got on that but i cried at goofy i ate a taco 12 pack and i finished umbrella academy <laughs> <laughs> what a week what a week do you do you have no idea man what a week um, speaking of video games, I've been playing the new Pokemon game that came out. It's a remake of the originals. I know Colton loves the originals. I do. I was gonna. I was thinking, like, is that too nerdy to talk about? We made a fucking animated player draft, and then you just talked about crying about Goofy. So, <laughs> so I'm just going, you know, and uh, oh, I, it's absolutely all your dreams come true. I get to ride on my Arcanine. I uh, just got out of a champ for the first time in my life because I never had friends who would trade with me. Same. So I've met a nice Asian man. It's very risky because I, I still, my friends don't have this game other than one of them. And I wanted to get him a champ and I had to trade it. And it was some guy with a bunch of just, you know, Asian letters that I couldn't read. And I had to like signal to him because there's no communication. I was like, machoke, machoke. And I traded him and I was so nervous that he was just going to keep him and run. But he traded him back to me, and I now have my first Machamp ever. What a day. Honestly, I can't even make fun of you. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get a Gengar and an uh, Alakazam. I've never had any of those. Me either, dude, and I'm so pumped. As the soon only... as I, our friend Tim Earlywine, as soon as I get a hold of him, he's gonna. I'm going to have him trade with me, and I can get all my dope-ass new Pokemon. The only trade Pokemon I've ever had was Magmar's uh, like new evolution. In like, yeah. in like diamond, and that's because yeah, of a like, joke. That's- and that's because I was playing in high school, mind you. Uh-huh. And uh, Joe Gamoka back in the day saw my team, and he starts yeah. laughing like a cocky asshole. Like literally, <laughs> imagine the douchiest laugh you've ever seen in a douchey TV show. And that was Joe Gamoka. He goes, <laughs> "That's your team." That's Joe Gamoka like- also looked like a bully from a 90s movie <laughs> yeah, he like, did. like so, a football jock yeah so i was like yeah he goes <laughs> check this out and i was like whoa that's cool i've never heard of a lot of this pokemon and then and then he's like turn on your sharing whatever the fuck it's called and i was like okay trade me your word and he and he talked this slow it was like a fucking weird it was like a robot he's like, <laughs> he's like trade me your worst two pokemon and then he traded me his best two he's like Go beat the Elite Four. It's like, that's so nice, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, so that's, yeah, that's the only traded. Um, I bet you we'd kick his ass in the new one, though, because it's exactly like uh, Leaf Green 
fire red. It's exactly the same. So I know everything I need to do. You know what I mean? That's true. It's just made a lot easier. They like changed a few things and I have, I have a Pikachu with me. So, but I love it so much and it's so much cool. So much nostalgia. I may, I may start charging my freaking Game Boy tonight. Dude, it, it like it gives me a great feeling to just play and have train my team. Except you don't battle wild Pokemon anymore. You just catch them, and that gives you experience huh. instead of battling them. It's interesting. It's interesting. It, and you catch them like Pokemon Go, where you fling a ball, you fling the controller or whatever. So that's cool. Yeah, All right, it is, it's a blast. Well, this has been a great episode, Jake. Maybe our best episode in the past month. Um, we've had some stinkers, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Episode 83 is in the books. Um, 12 on Sports Radio, Two Shots Podcast. A lot of numbers going on with our with our networks, Jake. Um, yeah. Catch us on iTunes. Catch us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, Podbean, Pocket Cast, all that stuff. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll find us. Our numbers just keep growing and growing. They really do. And I'm not lying. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not lying. Shout out to the Black Tux. I'm sorry that ad is so long. It's really funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so you should listen to it. It's, do not skip ahead. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, Jake, that is the episode. Final thought. Uh, final thought. Uh, whew, fuck. Uh, the tournament, I'm super excited to go to the, watch the Elite Eight. You know, like these are all going to be great games. There's no blowouts coming. I mean, the only non top four seed is like Oregon who's pretty damn good so this will be fun it should be a lot of really good basketball my final thought is threefold fold one check out painting corners podcast coming up I have I think they're splitting what we did into like two maybe three episodes because we fucking recorded for so long <laughs> phase two I am pumped for opening day this week we have a huge Instagram coming up we have a lot of I basically just keep photoshopping our faces, me and Jake's faces, onto famous posters, and it, like I'm getting better at it. And the better I get at it, the funnier it gets. So, just yeah. watch our at live name one five Instagram. He's addicted to it. I really can't stop. And then third fold, um, I'm gonna save up for that Bears Packers game. All right, episode eighty three is in the books. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. All the pretty girls on a Saturday night So I call your name Cross my fingers on cross the others as a tape Oh, I don't think straight with nothing to prove